Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 30 of the Cookie Chronicles podcast. On today's episode, I was joined by the big dog himself, Andrew Varga, to talk about the NL West in the final MLB season preview podcast ahead of opening day. So uh, this was an incredibly fun and informative podcast, especially when it came to uh, the Giants portion of the episode. Uh, So I hope you guys all enjoy listening to this one. So without further ado, let's get to my conversation with Andrew. All right, everyone. It's uh, Andrew Varga hours. Andrew Varga, the one, the, the one and the only Andrew Varga's here. How's it, what's up, man? I'm blessed. How are you? Doing very well. Uh, so Varga's on to talk about the NL West, um, his beloved NL West and his beloved San Francisco Giants. Uh, and, uh, yeah, we're just going to get started. Um, this is the last of our six MLB previews. We started with the AL East. We worked our way all the way now to the NL West. Um, and as always, we're going to start at the bottom and work our way up to the top. Well, so that in the bottom for the NL West, at least that means we're going to be talking about the, the one and only Colorado Rockies. Um, I actually had to think a little bit between the Rockies and the D backs here, because when I look at the D backs roster, it's actually, it's pretty tough um i'm not a fan of either of these teams but uh do you have any thoughts on whether that's even close yeah you're 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 obviously not the national league west expert that i am <laughs> because uh the colorado rockies are much worse than the arizona Diamondbacks. um let me just first say um it's an honor to be your second in-person guest yeah um, i know that that's d- true during coronavirus has been super easy to get these in-person guests uh, thank you, Pfizer. Um, <laughs> and um, yeah, the uh, the Rockies are bad. They are definitely not going to be a team that gets better during this season. They are going to get Good point. worse during the season. Um, Kyle Freeland is now injured. It's a tough world for them. Yeah, especially with all the controversy going around with them. <laughs> that, 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 I think that was kind of the nail in the coffin for me. Um, it's just like when I look at that D-backs team, we're going to get the D-backs a little later, of course, but I see a lot of holes in the lineup. I see a bullpen that's kind of stitched together with some high-risk guys, and I see a rotation that relies way too much on Madison Bumgarner, especially after the Zach Allen injury. But I don't know. We'll I, see. I see that you're not a Luke Weaver believer, but... He had a tough year last year. But I I, I, I liked him a lot, and I thought last year, we, oh, he's going to be really good this season, the shortened year, and then it was a disaster, so... They had one of the worst rotations in baseball last year. They legitimately did. And guess who Gallon lost his three earned run streak to? Who? My San Francisco Giants. <laughs> that is right. Uh, yeah, but we're let's start with the Rockies here. Last yeah. year, twenty six and thirty four. Uh, they finished twenty ninth in the league in weighted runs created, plus twenty eighth in the league in FIP, and fourth in the league in defensive WAR, which is very confusing um, for a whole bunch of reasons. Uh, they lost Tony Walters, David Dahl, Matt Kemp, Kevin Pillar. The one and only Nolan Arenado, Drew Butera, A.J. Ramos, Jeff Hoffman, Daniel Murphy, and James Pezos. They added not a lot. Uh, Jordan Sheffield, uh, Robert Stevenson, Austin Gomber, Greg Bird, <laughs> NRI, C.J. Crone, Jose Brasenio, and Derek Rodriguez. Yeah, I'm really worried about those Derek Rodriguez revenge games. I feel like he's about to come in and just go off. <laughs> and then he was also brought in on an NRI contract. Is this the first podcast we've done together? I think this is. I would. I am racking my brain and can't think of one right now. So it must be. Uh, yeah. So this is a special moment right here. It's a big room looking at uh, looking at the social network poster. Yeah. 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 
Yeah. It's a big moment. It is. It is a big moment. Um. So let, let's kind of go over their lineup a little bit here. It's really poor. I mean. <laughs> well, the, I mean, they <laughs> trade away Nolan Arnauto and didn't get a position player to replace him. So it might not be so hot. So you're telling me you don't rely, you don't like have any faith in Josh Fuentes playing Josh, third? Well, Josh Fuentes, Giants would have made the playoffs last year if not for Josh Fuentes. Because he had the go-ahead RBI single off of a fellow named Sam Kuneron. Yeah. Fuentes um, hit 300 last year. Good hitter. Had around 320 on base percentage and hit, didn't hit for any power. So his weight runs created plus as well and well under 100. So uh, but. They, they have a few guys like that. Like McMahon last season. Uh, McMahon two years ago seemed like he had a pretty decent year. Had 20-ish home runs, about 330 on base percentage, and 88 weight runs created plus. Dude swings and misses all, all the, the time. time. <laughs> all the time. And you also got to keep in mind, Trevor Sturridge got one foot out the door. Yeah, exactly. He's coming to the Giants. Yeah. And then Tapia, if he's your leadoff guy, he doesn't really get on base. He's, he's really fun to watch play, but he came up in 2016, I believe. Yeah. And we're in 2021. He hasn't hit yet. No, no. And he can't play defense either. And he's probably so. should be a DH. <laughs> and yeah, he and doesn't hit the power. Nas- and he's in the National League. Yeah. Uh, slugging percentage under 400 for your career when you play half your games at Coors Field. <laughs> That's not going to get her done. It needs the leadoff guy. Oh, pardon me. I was looking side. at the wrong place. His slugging percentage is actually 409. 409. I apologize. To he has 13 Mr. career Tom, home yeah. runs. 13 career home runs. He's got, he's got almost 1,000 plate appearances. And 13 uh, career home runs. That's Yeah. This is not what you want. And then McMahon right now is projected to hit second according to Rust Resource. Then it's Story and Blackman in the middle, which is actually excellent, but we don't know how long Story's going to be there because of all the trade rumors, of course. Um, I think I I don't think he gets traded. I think that they or, go, I think that they go to the offseason and the geniuses of the the brain trust of the Rockies organization. They're like, oh yeah, we'll definitely be able to bring him back, and so they hold on to him. But then he's not he's not coming back. Trevor Story is not re-signing with the Rockies, so especially after what he's seen with the whole. Arenado situation. Arenado, he was a minor leaguer when Tulo was happening. Yeah, that's also true. Um, there's a whole story in the Athletic about this. Yeah, did, you, did you check that out at all? Um, I did read that Nick Roke in a Ken Rosenthal collaboration. Yep. And how the uh, stats guys were now the clubbies, but then they <laughs> so they weren't able to get all the stats done because they had to get all their clubby work done. Yeah. Very. And they have one of the smallest analytical departments in baseball, and it shows and. Yeah, it's it's an interesting squad. Yeah, it's not really what you want. CJ Crone's hitting fifth on this team. I think a lot of people didn't really remember that CJ Crone's on this team. And he's also there ahead of Greg Bird. Yeah. Crone actually was pretty has been pretty decent the last few years. That's not a bad pickup, but the Rockies make a lot of pickups of guys who I think are going to be good there, and then they're not. Yeah, that's like, fair. Daniel Murphy should have been amazing there. No. And he, he's, he retired. He was so bad. <laughs> yeah pretty much and then the slam hilliard hitting sixth i still believe in him i believe in him yeah well i hope he i hope he plays well this year last year was was not it for him but uh we'll see um a lot of promise with him i don't know if he's a center fielder though he could hit lefty so yeah that's fair Uh, and then fuentes hitting third we talked about that and elias diaz right now is the starting catcher for whatever reason, I feel like he's a Giants killer, and then whenever I look up the stats, his numbers against the Giants are, like, good, but they're not killer. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, probably not, you don't want to be your catcher in 
He had one good hitting season in Pittsburgh, he's 2018. Got, he's got a dumb knee as, as his backup catcher. It's not great. You should have kept Tony Walters, the defensive expert behind the plate. You know. Should you have kept Tony Walters? <laughs> that was a joke. Okay. Um, <laughs> that that was a that was a shout out to uh, our friend uh, Ethan Jordan, who is a Rockies fan. So love to- loves Tony long Walters. Long suffering. Yep, long suffering is right. Uh, their bench isn't much. You know, Chris K- Garrett Hampson, I guess, is the one guy here who is interesting. Is interesting and can help out any team, um, including this one. And right when they get Rogers back, it'll beef up the lineup a Do little bit. Do you notice bit, that but... that uh, rotation only has four players listed? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, let's get to that right you now. Know, you know what that means? What does that mean? It's, Bullpen day. It's Derek Rodriguez season. Uh, not Chichi Gonzalez season. Yeah, I think Derek Rodriguez <laughs> is getting that call, or maybe uh, some Robert Stevenson action. Jordan Sheffield's their other is the real five pickup they made from the Dodgers, who as it's their other long guy. They, they and they're I don't know. This feels like bullpen game to me. Like Jairo Diaz pitches the first inning, and then Chichi Gonzalez pitches for four. Now, if Bard pitches like he did last year, then that's a good back end with Gibbons and Bard. And if Oberg or pardon me, Scott Oberg, if he comes back, um, then that's a good seven eight nine. But, yeah, yeah, that's a the bullpen. Is, like the top half of the bullpen, sneaky good. And Stevenson was really good at the pen two years ago, but that, not last year. That depends on one Bard actually still being good. Yeah, and two Oberg being healthy, which is blood clots are tough. So yeah, that's a good point. Um, uh, yeah, let's just talk about their bullpen right now. Then um, Bard, as you mentioned, he's older. He had an awesome year last season. Um, and he's another – he's like a major – they have a bunch of trade candidates, this team does. Yeah. You know, like they're not going to be good this year, but they have a whole bunch of dudes who I could see them potentially flipping. Not Maybe not actually flipping because of the Rockies and no one understands their front office as explained in the piece that we talked about a couple minutes ago. Um, but Bard's a great trade candidate. Givens is a great trade candidate. Oberg's a great trade candidate. Even like a guy like John Gray is a great trade candidate. Um, well, because you know some team is <clears throat> is going to think, oh, he was with the Rockies. We can make him good. He was with the Rockies. Of course we can make him good. And so that probably isn't what you want that helps you get more in trades, but <laughs> that kind of does work in their advantage that way. Yeah, yeah. Do you Are you out on John Gray? Yeah, his elite training that he received clearly hasn't helped him a whole lot. <laughs> He's had a very hectic career, as 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 most of the pitchers they've ever developed. Marquez is the only one who's been consistently good. He's only twenty six. Look at that, twenty six years old. That's unbelievable. He's over four years of service. Yeah, yeah, it's unbelievable. I I mean, it feels like he's been in the rotation there forever. He's still got he's still got two more years of course before he's freed. (laughs) Before he's freed. Senzatella is up and down. I don't trust Senzatella. He has some good years. You you can't trust him. Some bad years. Gomber's interesting. I like Gomber. Um, I remember there was a game that the Giants needed the Cardinals to win, and Gomber was on the mound, and I said, I think he'll do well, and he did. Hmm. Uh, I also wouldn't trade Nolan Arnato for him. Yeah. That might be a hot take. I'm sorry <laughs> if I'm offering the hot takes on the uh, Kobe Chronicles. Uh, I don't know if I would be like, hey, you know what, skip up our face of the franchise uh, for a trade package centered around Austin Gomber. I don't know if I would do that, Koki. He had a tough... I, I mean, Arenado had... I mean, they traded him at his lowest possible value on a giant contract heading into his age 31 season. It wasn't ideal. They always say when you can sell low on Nolan Arenado, you gotta do it. Yeah. And that's what that and that's what happened. They got Austin Gomber and, uh, and some low minor leaguers. Let me give a shout out if we're talking about the pitchers. Um, 
I'm gonna give a shout out to Carlos Estevez. Brings the heat. Doesn't yeah. really help him a whole lot, but he brings the heat. They have a whole bunch of dude. Ben Bowden, Jairo Diaz, um, Yancy Almonte, who had a really good season last year, but that's I'm, probably not gonna last. I want to see Derek Rodriguez get his career back in track. <laughs> he was former good. Giant. He was real good in his rookie year. And he made his debut at Coors Field, and then he hasn't been any good since. If Freeland was healthy, would this team, could this team hop in the fourth? Mm-mm. You're still out. No chance. I'm. I'm There's just showing. Worse. We're. We're well, gonna. Sh- I'm gonna show you the D-backs roster next, I, and it's not great. I must be higher on the D-backs than you are, sir. I'm. I, I'm not high on the. I'm not like high on the Rockies. I'm just low on the D-backs. Uh, also, the Ian Desmond era coming to an end. Yeah. So the players might have that. Uh, let's do it for Ian. Attitude. <laughs> Let's do it for Ian. It's not like Ian was gonna help them much if he played, though. <laughs> That's really mean. But like he, I mean, like yeah. Ian Desmond has been good in he he seems four like, years. He seems like he's like a beloved teammate and everything. So I feel kind of bad because he seems like he's a great person, pretty yeah. smart too. But yeah, uh, I liked that signing for the Rockies. Although he always killed the Giants, so that was a bummer. Mm. But. I also liked that signing. Uh, Connor Joe, I think if you, there he is. Yeah. Connor Joe's an NRI beloved, another beloved former Giant. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's true. He got a total one hit with the Giants. He was their <laughs> opening day left fielder, and he got one hit with them. That's. And it didn't come on opening day, or in the opening series, or in the next series. <laughs> uh, they came in the third series. He got his first career hit, and then I believe he was DFA'd the next day. Uh, so that's the connor joe experience for you i didn't expect to talk this much about connor joe but i really enjoyed that a lot well he he's a pretty good story he had cancer yeah and he came back so i'm hoping for the best for him mm. he's got he's got a uh, funny looking swing him and greg bird and <laughs> we fighting for that first for one of those roster spots jonathan daza some jonathan daza some taylor Motter hours yeah yeah it, i mean yeah i mean the Rockies are really bad. Scrolling down this page is really sad, the depth chart. Yeah, pretty much. And Ryan Castellini's the sixth Ryan starter. Castellini, who has the same exact pitching motion as Max Scherzer, but without any of the results. Yeah, uh, pretty much. Jose um, Mujico alert. I don't, have, I, don't have, I don't have much to add on this team. They're just not very good. I, I kind of want to talk them with about them like with the D-backs, though. I want to talk about uh, Jeff, too- Jeff Breidich. Yeah, let's talk about Jeff Breidich. Go. How do you go to Harvard? And you do that. <laughs> He's a Harvard graduate. It's the same school Jeremy Lin went to. <laughs> and Jeff Breidich is coming out of here. And he's flipping Arenado for Austin Gomber. He's <laughs> trading for Kevin Pilar. I mean, what in the world? Yeah, that Pilar was okay for them. Right? He was fine for them, but do you really think that you should be going all in on Kevin Pillar? No, no. They probably shouldn't have tr- should have been buyers at the deadline period. I mean, after their hot first two weeks, they were awful. Yeah, we'll see what they trade. They had the worst Nothing. record in baseball after the start of the season. You know that, right? I am aware, and I enjoyed playing them a lot at Coors Field. Um, one of my favorite moments of Giants-Rockies last season was the Giants were up 19 runs. And Gabe Kapler challenged to call it first base <laughs> up nineteen runs. So I I thought that was a that was a funny Coors Field moment. Uh, Coors Field also has the uh, I believe they have the second highest amount of fans in their park. 
behind Texas in terms of the pandemic, just how many fans are letting back. They're only 21,000 back. Really? I didn't Kinda hear crazy. about this. Yeah. Wow. Okay. That's interesting. Um, their minor league system isn't quite as horrendous as it has been in recent years, so maybe, I guess, if there's a saving grace to this, that that system might even get better once uh, July 31st comes around. But then again, that's not guaranteed because this front office is just hectic, and we've talked about this a couple times already. Um, I mean, the whole brightich and harvard thing and we haven't even got talked about monfort that much and how the article also ripped him he chose british over arnado (laughs) (laughs) pretty much yeah he did he did pitch he did pick uh uh, jeff brightich over uh nolan arenado so um yeah let's move on to the d-backs um go to the valley boys yeah let's go to the valley boys so the d-backs last season uh they were actually worse than the rockies they went 25 and 35 um uh finished 23rd way to run grade plus 29th and fifth and 12th in defensive war they lost junior guerra kevin crone john jay mike leak hector rondo and zach pop and travis bergen and they added anthony swarzak tyler clifford as dribble cabrera joaquin soria chris davinsky ryan buckter and brian holiday most of the i guess deconstruction of this uh roster came during the trade deadline so the added and lost like they had a very quiet offseason if as dribble cabrera is your most like Notable signing, you didn't do much. That's some Tyler Clifford disrespect. Tyler Clifford is injured. Uh, I want to <laughs> give my respect to the two former beloved Giants. You mentioned Mike Leak and Travis Bergen. Um, I'm a little higher in the Diamondbacks than you are. I think that they were just a 60-game uh, creation. That's why they were so bad. I think that they're going to be a lot better. Carson Kelly, for example, was horrible. I think that he's a solid everyday catcher. I agree. Um, uh Cattell Marte did not have the year usually as Eduardo Escobar was awful. Yeah. Um, I think that they both bounced back. Uh, is Mar- But Marte's not the MVP guy, and that that's no, what made us excited about that Marte's team. Marte's not an eight-war player, but he's a five-war player. <laughs> but he lost all that power last year. I mean, the average was, the aver- like, his contact rates and all that good stuff, his average and whatnot was about the same on base. It was just the power was gone. I'm giving I'm giving him a pass. I'm giving everybody a pass for 2020. But I just look at the roster. Josh Rojas is projected to hit fifth. Yeah, that's tough. That's tough. You know, like Paven too, Smith is in the starting lineup. Like what? Paven like what is Smith. going on right now? It's a little disrespect to uh, Tim LeCastro, but yeah, I I don't know. It's it. I mean, I guess they're gonna if you put Ezreal Cabrera in second base, it's a little bit better. But Ezreal Cabrera has been like a slightly below average uh, hitter he, for a couple of years he's now. Not a second baseman. Yeah, or that's that's yeah. another thing, you know. Josh like, Van Meter, I'm a little interested in why they got him. Stephen Vogt was another guy who was absolutely awful last year. He's 36. I, he's old. It. He's. I think he, he can still hit. He can't catch. He can hit. Mm. And it, yeah, and it, and uh, hopefully this year they'll play Carson Kelly more as just like the everyday guy because the last couple of years they've been kind of fooling Avila, around with him. Well, they've been using Avila way too much. Yeah, and then Avila's gone now. And they so. would hit him at the bottom of the order even when he was sitting well. It didn't make any sense. Yeah. Me. And, and Peralta's kind of an overrated player, and he's a below-average defender and, like, a slightly above-average, well, below-average defender and a slightly above-average hitter. And he adds something, and he's just, I think, why, you know, D-backs fans love him, but he's not actually that productive, you know? I think he's fine. He's like a 105, 106-ish way to run to create a plus guy who can't play defense. Like, he's got that arm doesn't though. have a lot of power. Yeah. I don't know. It's not, like, 
He doesn't bring a ton to the table. I like Marte. He's a good. I think Marte's a good player. I think he's, but I don't think he's the MVP candidate that they kind of need in this order. And then Escobar, yeah. and Escobar was awful last season. He's better than that. And it, and it, but like, I don't know. Like they're, they, there's not a lot of lineup depth here every in general. Time, every time Escobar's up. Especially when he's hitting left-handed, I think he's about to send a double to the opposite field that like lands right by the fair line. I think so. I still believe in him and that he still gives me a scare when he comes up. Um, but yeah, Pat Paven Smith and a uh, Josh Rojas in the lineup—that's a little tough. We'll see about Rojas. He's uh, had some nice moments, some not so nice moments. I don't think he was the big part of the Zach Ranky trade, but he's—he hasn't played much in the major he's leagues. A part. Yeah, it. yeah, that bench is really tough. With Castro, Trace Thompson, Josh Van Meter, no one who, nobody there who is even interesting or moves the sticks I at like, all. Well, Tim Castro is interesting. Okay, okay, and I guess. I like Trace Thompson. Hmm. Uh, NRI? No, because of his brother. <laughs> yeah, um, that's true. <laughs> his brother is Clay Thompson of the Golden State Warriors. I like I, I like Stephen Vogt because he was a good giant. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're not good players. And I like Nick Ahmed. I think he's an underrated player because he's such a good defender. And as long as he's somewhat average of a hitter, then even if he's like a slightly below average hitter, there's some va- there's at least some value there. And I think Carson Kelly and Eduardo Escobar are going to be better this season. But like, I don't believer. know. We'll see. We'll see. I, I mean, I I don't love this lineup. You know, know it's not. Okay. It's it's not as ex- I I was really excited about this team heading into last season when they had Marte and they were coming off the great Kettle Marte season and well, it, it seemed like they had a little more depth there and now they kind of traded away some of those guys and now they're kind of left with Tim Castro and the Kendricks are also truly terrible owners and people but owners as well um, so I mean you saw the signings they made the pandemic Soria this, I mean they they're the pandemic didn't I mean, help them. Ken Kendrick also made the big thing. Oh, I am such a pure owner. I have such good values. I'm never <laughs> going to get a player who used PEDs. I will never do it. And then guess who traded for Starling Marte? He, he did. Yeah. So he's, he's an absolutely awful owner. For whatever reason, they have horrible owners in the Legends Entertainment District in Phoenix. The two teams there just have absolutely terrible owners, and he might even be worse. Uh, okay, I can't go that far. I don't know if he's worse than Sarver, but... I, I'm impressed by the Suns' new arena is what I'm saying when I walked in. Really? Um, it, I haven't gone in yet. It was really impressive. I know we're getting off track. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> but um, the Kendricks are just bad people and bad owners. Oh. I don't. I actually didn't know a ton about them, so this has been educational. Well, let's just say they're uh, very interested in taking health care away from people. I I just like Mike Kazin. I I, he's I a wish, good GM. Yeah. I I wish good things for Mike Kazin. Um, he's a good GM, and uh, the pandemic kind of screwed his plans for a contender. Um, they, they were killed by the sixty game because I think, given the depth that they had, I think in a hundred sixty that they used to have, like in a hundred sixty two game season, they would have. Definitely bounced back. I agree in that. Uh, Calhoun was really good for them last year. He's injured now. Yeah. Which he is a lot. Yeah. Um, and so that's a big bat that they're missing. Um, but, I mean, they were just kind of like like Tyler Anderson threw a complete game against them last year. And that wasn't a seven inning. That was nine. 
Yeah, it's not good. Yeah. Their offense was awful last year. and they couldn't. I was never scared when they were at the plate. No. I watched uh, quite a few of those games, and their offense was just like... Now that pitching... It was we'll even see. worse. Mad Bum, I'm a believer in him. Here's the thing. Really? Mad, I, I'm not, though. That's Mad the thing. Bum, <laughs> Mad Bum's, I'm out. Mad Bum is a wild person. Obviously, he's kind of like a mythical figure, right? Yeah. <laughs> I legitimately think during the pandemic, he didn't want to hear from anybody. He was just doing his own thing. Because you heard from all the Diamondbacks people that were kind of hinting that he showed up super unprepared. And so I don't think that he was he had a throwing program. I think that he was chopping down trees on his property and lassoing horses and whatever he does. I mean it. And so I think that you give him a full spring training, I think he'll be good. Really? Yeah. I um, To me, he's a 31-year-old pitcher who looks like a 37-year-old pitcher who's pitched way too many innings in his career. He's and, in the second and year of a five-year deal. He's in the second year of a five-year deal where he's getting clearly getting overpaid and uh, – and and I don't think I, I don't even believe he can stay healthy at this point. Like I'm just out. I'm just out on him. You're all the way out. I'm all the way out. That's tough. I'm a believer. I think. And you also got to consider no DH this year, so he's about to slug. That's. <laughs> then maybe that no, they need they need the help offensively. <laughs> he might be pinching against something. And I think if Gallon was healthy, I'd be a little more optimistic about this team. But I mean that like yeah, hairline that, fracture that's scary. That was brutal. Um, Weaver, I think we mentioned him earlier, brutal year last year. Again, I'm giving a lot of pitchers a break. He still had the velocity just for whatever reason he was getting hit hard. So I believe in I believe in him. I, I'm not a I'm not a Caleb Smith believer. He's I'm, like a four or five pitcher. I'm not a Taylor Clark believer no, at no. all as a starter. I think Kelly can be an innings eater. I don't think that he is someone you want starting. I think Kelly and Smith are basically innings eater. I think Kelly yeah. has a slightly higher ceiling because of how good he was last season. I don't think he's quite as good as, like, what, that, like, 290 ERA he had? He is not, no. Yeah, but, um, yeah, like, Smith is, is pretty much just an innings eater. He's, he's like, he's six innings, four earned. And we also saw the rotation depth with, uh, with Gallon going down. I mean, when you have to put Taylor Clark in your rotation, and then not great. your backup starter is Alex Young. Alex Young was horrible last year. Yeah, you're not doing so hot. Yeah. Uh, Weaver, like you mentioned, uh, last year at a 6'5 ERA, 4.6 FIP. Um, problem was he's walked a lot of people. He walked more people than he usually does. and yeah. He's not like a big velocity guy, so he needs to like hit his spots. I'm a believer still, though, sir. Yeah, I... I, I I'm not totally out on him either. Um, I think he's definitely closer to the 2019 guy who got hurt but was excellent in those 12 starts. Uh, 2.90 ERA, and the FIP was about the same. So Facts. Um, I, I mean, but, like, if Weaver is your, like, guy that you're trusting on the most, that's worrying. That is worrying. Well, they don't have anyone even as good as Herman Marquez, for example. <laughs> that is true. That's also maybe one of, like, two positions the, that they're better than Rockies at. Shortstop and right field, maybe the other ones. That other than that, but um, but I agree with you. The pitching is definitely a concern of the bullpen. Um, it's not. You got some guys who are interesting. Crichton's interesting. Yeah, he took over as the closer after they traded Archie Bradley. Um, uh, Ginkle is interesting and he throws hard. Soria is solid. He's not great. Yeah. Um, 
But they really could have made more signings. Like, think about, like, Yusmero Petit, Sergio Romo, that kind of type. Yeah. You signed two or three of those guys, you got a much better bullpen. I, Yoan Lopez should be good, <laughs> but he was horrible last year. Like, really, really bad. He also uh, liked one of my tweets during a game one time <laughs> and then deleted the like so he couldn't get caught. <laughs> um, Chris Davinsky. I really wish Chris Davinsky was good. That that changeup is so much fun to yeah, watch. Yeah, yeah. But he also had, I think, two good seasons, right? He, had, he, he, he started out of the gates amazing. Like, his first two years were excellent, and the last two years were not very good. And then last year, he was a disaster. Yeah. Taylor Widener is basically just a, a long man. He's not good. Joe Mantiply is another guy who is, is just a random depth guy. He's not very good. Well, they, they Tyler were gonna Clifford, ha- they are going to miss him. <laughs> Tyler Clifford, like, strange shoulder. And I mean it, they're really going to miss him out yeah, of the pen. Yeah, He would probably be their closer. Um, Soria, Soria was, if you look at Sor- Soria's numbers last year were actually kind of insane. Like, he was really good. With the A's, yeah. Yeah, but it, it's short sample size, though. Like, short sample size, again. And he's yeah. also 36, going to be 37 during the season. You never know what he's going to pop. Yeah, exactly. So, he's one of those guys. Ginkle is interesting. I think Crichton's, Crichton is, like, legitimately good. Um, and like you said, they have a bunch of interesting guys, but not a lot of guys you like trust outside of Crichton and maybe Soria. Lopez, like you could easily see Lopez putting up a two, five ERA season with like 10 K per nine, but then you could also see him in the fives somewhere still with 10 K per nine, but a whole bunch of Obreds give it up. They can definitely use Clifford though. Yeah. Absolutely. Use Clifford. Um, oh, look at that great, uh, bench death or the great minor league death. So yeah. Varsho. Varsho can contribute. That's some, a, yeah, that's he, some upside. He's an interesting player. Seth Beer, I'm really excited to watch him whenever he comes up. Uh, the rest of that, Andy Young, yeah, mm. I'm okay. I'm okay with Andy Young. Wyatt Matheson. Mm. Mm. Perdomo. Geraldo mm. Perdomo. <laughs> mm. It's not, not a lot here to get John DePlantier. Mm. He's never, that guy never has never figured it out, John DePlantier. He really should be good. I... I, I, I wish him. he was good. He's got such a cool last name, but uh, J.B. Bukowski, I never noticed. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Swarzak made the team. Yeah, Swarzak's probably making the team. He's They're probably talking themselves into him. Yeah. Which, uh, yikes. Same with me with Ryan Buchter. Oh, another <laughs> Buchter bu- has had good seasons up until last year. Yeah, he also shouldn't pitch to righties, so that's tough. Oh, Heath Fillmeyer. I forgot about him. <laughs> Heath Fillmeyer. <laughs> <laughs> He's not even on an array. He's just a minor leaguer. He's, he's a straight minor. They yeah, he's a minor straight league. minor yeah. leaguer. Yeah. Um, but yeah, not a great team. But when your competition is Colorado, they don't. At least they don't have all the the circus that's going on with Colorado. I think that's the difference. And that's true. That's true as well. It's kind of a team that doesn't get a whole lot of attention, and they also don't have that superstar like Arnado that's going to get attention either. They don't have. A DJ LeMahieu type who left and then turned into a star as soon as he left. Yeah, I, I mean they're getting they're getting berated by the media so much now. Like I mean it's been I mean like it's the hilarious. Rockies have been doing this stuff for years and we've been talking about it with Ethan because we know Ethan and we know a Rockies fan. But the national media doesn't talk about it because they're the Rockies until <laughs> now until they traded Arenado and then all of a sudden the national media cares and starts writing hit pieces about. Jeff Breidich, who someone who no no one had ever heard of until two months ago. Yeah. Um, also, another thing about the Diamondbacks, underratedly bad stadium. Chase Field is horrible. It's yeah. by far the worst park I've visited. Now I haven't visited the Trop 
where I actually, even despite living in the Bay Area almost all my life, I visited Oco. Which is amazing, by the way. <laughs> you, you like, yeah, somehow you've been there from Massachusetts. I haven't been to Oco. Oh, you've never no, been there? No, I, oh. I still think that's amazing you've never been there. Oh, that I've never been. I mean, it's like... It's, I was supposed to go once, and my friend said, uh, yeah, I know we're supposed to go to the A's, but I kind of want to go to the Giants instead. Yeah, <laughs> it never happened. The one good thing, if you're a D-backs fan, is that your minor league system is loaded. Yeah, and as you mentioned before, very good GM. Yeah, good GM, minor league system's loaded. It's just, the problem is if they just spend a little more money. Oh, yeah, could... and Kendrick, uh, he wasn't willing to pay for Goldschmidt either. Yeah. Bad owner. But they got, that was a pretty good trade for them, though. They, they the still trade got. trade if Kelly and Weaver. If Kelly and Weaver were. 19 level. Yeah. Because Christian Walker was better in 2019 than Paul Goldschmidt was, which is wild. <laughs> but hey, Christian Walker's good. I'm, I remember we, we used to make, horrible for we used to make fun of him in the freshman year, 2017, 2018 range. And then he came back. Then all of a sudden he became the starting first baseman and started raking. Facts. I like him a lot. I like Christian Walker. I'm in on him. He's good. Facts. Um, is it Giants time? Yeah, it's Giants time. Uh, that's the bottom of the division for it. Neither of these teams are making the playoffs. I'd be pretty stunned. Unless the D-backs got off to like in a weirdly hot start and then made a trade. Nah. But like, I, I don't see that playoffs, happening. Expanded playoffs, maybe. Yeah, and, okay, expanded playoffs. Uh, we're going to then, another yeah, team. I forgot about that. We're going yeah. to another team that's not making the playoffs either, sir. Mm, are we sure? They almost <laughs> made a lot. Okay, I'm, I'm, I don't know. They did almost make it last year in expanded playoffs. And they got better. They did get better. Uh, they... Really are going to be hurt by the loss of Sam Coonrod. No, no, they're not. But, uh, no, I mean, I'm looking at the list of players they lost, and I see two of them who I, they will actually miss. Do you know who they are? Um, Tony Watson. Tony Watson is one of and, them. And uh, Tyler Anderson? Not nah, Drew Smiley. Or Drew Smiley. Smiley was Oh, Smiley. Smiley. Yeah, Smiley I, 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 for whatever that blacked out of my mind. He was yeah. really good when he was pitching. All right. Uh, he also, I believe, appeared in like six games or something. It wasn't a whole lot, but he was really good when he was on there. Um, we've seen Farhan is able to find um, guys at, out of at nowhere. Least last year, he was able to find starters and make them good. We saw with Gosman as well. The year before, he wasn't in that. Uh, your guy Drew Pomeranz never. Uh, <laughs> he became never, a great but reliever. But then he became though. Mauricio Dubon, who is a very good player. Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, the uh, Derek Holland experiment yeah. did not work for a second season. He was good in 2018. He was not in 2019 no. hit that dfa market yeah pretty much but uh yeah this is a much improved team from last year people don't realize just how bad their catcher play was absolutely abysmal last year yeah it was most so start the well you had rob brantley up from once one game i'm not going to count that um you mostly had tyler heineman and chadwick trump they are both <laughs> absolutely abysmal hitters they then they didn't want to call him up early because if the season got canceled and he it was only he was only up for like a week and that counted as a full year of service, they were gonna kick themselves. They called up Joey Bart, who was the number two prospect in the system. He was absolutely awful. Surprisingly, he was horrible at defense too. He could him and Cueto, and this even happened in spring training this year, him and Cueto could not never get on the same page. Which I kind of blame Cueto for that too, because he was the only pitcher he had that issue with. Um, and then, and so I believe they framed well. They were very good framers. Everything else, including the bats, was bad. So to get Buster back, who he's he can't hit. He's done hitting. He's a below average hitter now. Yeah. But he is much better than Chadwick Trump is. Yeah. 
Um, and Kirk Casale is a good backup as well. Uh, fun fact, the Giants had the same record as the Houston Astros last year who came a win away from making the World Series. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I think about when, when the Giants, they need to win one more game to make the playoffs. You think of so many different moments that it could have been. Yeah. There were a few that I think about. One, Sam Coonrod blowing games in back-to-back days, both games that they lost, and then all of a sudden his arm hurts and he's shut down for the season. I think about when the Giants were up five runs in the ninth <laughs> inning. And Gabe Kapler put in Brandon Crawford as a defensive replacement at short, but didn't bring in Brandon Belt to play first base. He left Wilmer Flores out there, who then had a ground ball hit to him. He was confused about whether he wanted to throw to second or go to first for the out. He started running to first and then said, you know what? I should throw to second. He threw to second. They didn't get the out. And the Giants gave up a five-run lead in the ninth inning. I think about when they gave up a run, when they were in the 10th inning going up against Daniel Bard. Walk-off situation. Yep. Wilmer Flores hits a fly ball about two feet short of being a home run. It turns into a, a fly ball and moves the runner from second to third. Evan Longoria comes up, bases loaded. Trevor Story makes an amazing play to get the force. Next inning, Rockies score in the top of the 11th against Trevor Cahill. <laughs> yeah, Trevor Cahill was in the game in the 11th Trevor inning. Trevor Cahill, yeah, game. no, the Giants' bullpen was actually really good in the second half. They were horrible in the first half. Trevor Cahill comes in. They score a run. Jairo Diaz is at, comes in. His ERA is eight. All the Giants need to do, and the Giants get a runner at second base. His ERA is eight. And they don't score. And those don't count against your ERA. The runner's at second. They get a runner at second. Beautiful bunt. He then walks a guy, runners on the quarters. Austin Slater, who was very good last year. Can't get the run in against Jairo Diaz. He hits into a double play. That's not the worst. Giants are at home, but they're playing as the road team against San Diego. <laughs> he doesn't have any notes, by the way. This is all off. The this top is of all head. off the top of my head. They were because Alex Dickerson had a false positive earlier in the year, and so they had to reschedule a double header. Padres are the home team. Wilmer Flores, even though they're in San Francisco. Wilmer Flores hits a home run off Drew Pomeranz to put the Giants ahead. It was their first, the first earned runs forward Giant Drew Pomeranz gave up all season. (laughs) Huge. Giants look like they're going to give up runs in the bottom of the inning. They get out of it. They go to the seventh. (laughs) Seventh inning. Sam Selman had gotten the last two outs of the sixth inning. Keep in mind, it's a doubleheader, so it's a seven-inning game. Gabe Kapler says, you know what? I could keep the lefty in. You have one righty up, but if he goes deep, it's still a two-run game. And then you have two lefties after that. He said, you know what? No, 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 no. I got to bring in the guy who gave up two runs in the last game. Sam Coonrod comes in. He walks Greg Garcia to bring the go-ahead run to the plate, and the Giants get walked off at home. Hmm. That's not what you want. They had one more game. If they won it, they were in. Mm -hmm. Final day of the year. 
Rob Drake, who should be in prison, by the way. <laughs> oh, my God. He said he was going to start a civil war if Trump was impeached. <laughs> he should be in prison. Has the worst home plate umpiring game I've ever seen. The Padres don't take the game super seriously. It got so bad that they gave up the DH. <laughs> they moved their DH to catcher, and the pitchers had to hit. <laughs> and the Giants lost it, the yeah. game that they had to win. Uh -huh. And it was also Rob Drake had the worst umpiring game I've ever seen. Um, I think all of our listeners now know why the Giants missed the playoffs. Yes. Last year. Um, they went 29-31. They finished 7th in the league in weighted runs credit plus, 15th in the league in 5th, and 25th in the league in defensive war. Um, so they were probably around the middle. They, I, I was surprised they were seventh in Wade runs created plus. I don't think there was their offense oh. that good. The offense was amazing. Eh, that's, that's really good. Seventh is especially given the, the, the names on the roster. New hitting coaches were unbelievable. The amount of giant where you, so you had guys in 2019, Yastrzemski, Solano, Slater, who he always struggles to stay health, healthy. Yeah. Those guys had really good years. Mm -hmm. They got even better in 2020. Which doesn't then, make any sense. Which is amazing. You Oh, Dickerson as well. I forgot him. Yeah. He's in there. You also had guys they signed. Wilmer Flores hit as many home runs. I believe he hit more home runs in 2020 than he did, did in 2019. And that was a 60-game season. Brandon Crawford and Brandon Belt had the best, maybe the best seasons of their career. They were amazing. Mauricio Dubon as well. He was so bad at the beginning of the year, and he recovered to where he was a league average hitter. The only guy who didn't get any better. Well, other than Hunter Pence and Pablo Sandoval, who are both DFA'd. <laughs> the one guy who didn't get... Oh, Darren Ruff as well. Another guy who came in and had his best year of his career. One guy didn't get better. He's the number six hitter. Coco, you want to say his name? Uh, Evan Longoria. Evan Longoria. <laughs> Couldn't hit a sack fly against Daniel Bard. No. He, he is, and he's also the player who is the only um, player who the Giants did not sign as a free agent this year who is signed through next year. Yeah. So this is his last year then? No, not, Long not Longoria. Oh. This is Crawford's last year. This Posey's last year. This is Belt's last year. Uh, I believe Solano's five years. This is service. Yeah, this is Solano's last year. Uh, this is sadly not Evan Longoria's last year. If Flores is last year. This lineup is weirdly old. Like, you'd think yeah. uh, Dickerson was young, but he's 30. You'd think Solano was young, but he's 33. You'd think Yastrzemski was young, but he's 30. Uh, Posey's 34. Longoria's 35. We knew that. Um, the only, like, guy under 30 in this lineup is Mauricio Dubon. Yeah, that's why you might see some Austin Slater, although he gets hurt like he's old. Um, I don't really see... Elliot Ramos might come up at the end of the year. Um, How did Tommy Listella become 32 years old? <laughs> I felt like he was a Cubs prospect like four years ago. Yeah, he. Um, that doesn't make any sense. I mean that that infield depth is kind of ridiculous though, when you consider that they're gonna have to sit Flores, who was a great hitter last year, and Ruff, who was a great hitter last year, or they're gonna have to sit Longoria. Well, if they sit Longoria, it's not a bummer, but he was a much better defender than the other guys. Um, and then you have Crawford. Yeah, you know, but they're the Giants. They love to, they, like Kapler loves putting guys in and out for those platoons, and yeah. they love to screw around now, the lineup a lot. They are screwed if they have injuries in two spots: shortstop, center field. 
Dubon is really the only guy who should be in center field. Now, he also, going from the infield to the outfield, was much better than I could have expected. Um, he was a good center fielder. Um, he's pretty much the only center fielder on the roster. They, they've been playing Austin Slater there during the spring. As I mentioned before, he always gets hurt. Also, isn't a center fielder. Mike Yastrzemski is not a center fielder. No, he should be. He's a good. He's a good in the corners. Yeah, he shouldn't be in center. And then shortstop. If Brandon Crawford gets hurt, you're all of a sudden looking at like Donovan Solano playing there. Ew. Or you're looking at Dubon coming in to play there, which he can do. But then, who's going in center? Wilmer Flores. Yeah, she's not playing short. Tommy Lestella is not playing short, and so that's tough. Wilmer Flores used to play short, and that didn't really work out. Yeah, there's a reason he's third and first and some second now. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. He's not really. And he's also there. he just him and lefties. Him and Solano are also really bad at third for some reason. The big, and a lot of it has to do with like the Giants do a good job of putting these guys in the right spots against the right matchups, and it's part of why they, you know, oh, get yeah. that wage runs create a plus up so high despite the fact they don't have any elite talent on the roster. Yeah, their hitting coaches are amazing, and also look out for them next season. Uh, 2022 because they have three players signed through 2021 or, or into next season they have Longoria they have La Stella they have Jake McGee and then they have John, they have buyouts for Johnny Cueto yeah and someone else has a buyout and they basically have like 40 million dollars committed and Mike Yastrzemski is not going to be eligible well actually no he probably will be eligible for our Super 2 but you got a lot of players who are maybe going to be pre-arb or going to be gone. Yeah. Um, and so I'm thinking Trevor Story. I mentioned it before. He's going to the Giants. Someone like that. Yeah. Story or I don't I don't think they get It's a good more. free agent class this upcoming offseason. So Especially at short, which they're going to need. They can restructure this team if they want to, even though they've done a, they've done a pretty good job of building it up despite the lack of like resources they've had in a, in a, in a weird way. Right. Farm system is excellent as well. Yeah, farm system is excellent. Usually um, right around the top ten. Yeah, yeah, for sure. With Bishop and um, Luciano Hours. Luciano Ramos and Bart. And yeah, Ramos. Bart wasn't ready last Bart year. Bart was really bad last year. It was a tough spot for him. I mean, he had barely played above Abel. He'll start the year in AAA. I'm hoping that he's good. They also, maybe this kind of gives you a hint of where Farhan's at. He drafted a catcher in the, his first pick last year, Patrick Bailey. Yeah. And so maybe they're out on Bart. Maybe they want to trade him. I don't know. Yeah, mm. I think I think we uh, we covered the position players pretty well there. Yeah, we did. Um, Pitchers. They season. only added the only guy. They added two guys. They added Kirk Casale as the backup catcher from Cincinnati, and then they added Tommy Lastella. Yeah, is just a really good hitting second baseman. Um, yeah, doesn't add anything defensively, but he's been really good hitter for pretty much the majority of his career. Uh, let's go to the rotation. Uh, right now, it's as it stands, it's Kevin Gosman, Johnny Cueto, Anthony Scalafani, Logan Webb, and Aaron Sanchez. That doesn't sound very impressive, but they've been able to piece it together uh, year after year, it seems like. Yeah, after Gosman and Smiley were good last year, I'm giving Farhan the benefit of the doubt. Now, Cueto, I think, is washed up. He was really bad last year. He hasn't been good since the first half of 2018 before he tore his UCL. Gosman was really good last year. Um... I think that kind of went as well as it could go for the Giants with him accepting the qualifying offer in that now, if he's good, they can re-sign him or they can trade him. If he's bad, it's a one-year deal. Who cares? Who cares? Yeah. yeah. Um, Quito, I think he's watched up. Descalfani's, I'm looking for him to have a Gosman-like turnaround because Gosman was horrible in 2019. 
Logan Webb has been incredible in the spring. It's spring training. He has huge. He has really big stuff. He also takes a lot of velocity off to get try to get location because he struggles with the fastball command. So he can sit 95, 96. He usually sits more like 92, 93. When he locates his fastball, his breaking stuff is disgusting. It's really good. Um, Alex Wood is probably going to be part of this rotation. Yeah. He's injured, um, so he won't be there to start the year. I think they want Tyler Beatty back at some point as well. I'm kind of out on Beatty, but um, I think they believe in him. And then Aaron Sanchez... Again, he's going to be a Gosman kind of player. If he can stay healthy, we'll see what kind of player he is. I was so in on him when he started coming up with the with the Blue Jays. Oh, Sanchez. yeah. I was like, oh, this guy's really good. And then he'd have these starts where you saw like this number two, number one potential. And you're like, oh, my God, this guy's so good. Him and Stroman, yeah. Yeah, and then Stroman worked out and Sanchez just failed. Has not. No. Um, the bullpen's very different from last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'm looking through it right now. I believe there's are, there are three pitchers there who were on the team last year. Four. Well, Maranta didn't pitch. Oh, okay, then, then Maranta, three. Yeah, then three. Yeah, coming back true. from Tommy John. That's, that's um, true. So you have Rogers, you have Garcia, you have Wandy Peralta. Garcia had a really low ERA. It was kind of smoke and mirrors, I think. Um, he also he was late. He also didn't have a huge sample of innings pitch because he had Corona to start the year. Um, so I'm not a huge believer in him. His walk to strikeout numbers were not good. Rodgers, I think, is good. He gives up a lot of soft contact, which becomes hits, which happens when you don't get strikeouts. Yeah. Um, but he's quirky. You yeah. Know? He he is quirky. Um, I love watching the submarine. I, I just love watching him. <laughs> um, and he's actually better against lefties than righties, which is kind of funny. And then Wani Peralta, who started out the year horribly, he has an option, so that's actually going to help him in terms of staying on the 40-man. He was really good to end the year. But then Gabe Kapler didn't put him in. He put Sam Coonrod in. Um, I think he's good. He, when he, to end the year, he was good. With, like a lot of the players, he was good to end the year. Um, they also, they lost Tony Watson from the bullpen, who played a dependable part in that pen. So I think they count on Jake McGee to fill that. I was a little interested that McGee got two years. His fastball velocity, as has Garcia's, both him and McGee, have had decreased fastball velocity, and that's a little more concerning for McGee because he throws fastball like 95% of the time or something ridiculous. Uh, Matt Whistler I thought was a good signing, and he is he also has, He's two, pretty good. He has two years of club control, and I love watching him throw that slider. Jose Alvarez um, had played for Gabe Kapler before. I'm in Philly. And also has a lot of... Um, Giants showed a lot in him in that they signed him to a big league deal. They had to DFA a guy to get him. So I think that shows that they like him. Uh, who have I not hit? Reyes Morante didn't pitch last year. I know his velo was down at times um, in the spring. It kind of came back. He was sitting 95-96. The command is the issue, obviously, with him. He's really fun to watch when he throws strikes, and his slider is disgusting. When Morata's on, he's great. He is so much fun, yeah. And then Tropiano's actually an interesting guy in that he was good, really good in uh, a very small sample last year, and he's been really great in the spring now. It's the spring, yeah. obviously. Um, Shinya Yamaguchi. He's got. Very he's definitely got potential as a um, as a reliever. Yamaguchi was so bad for the Blue Jays last year. Yeah. They also say they're going to let him start, and then he probably will just end up being in the bullpen to start the year, so they don't lose him. Mm-hmm. Um. 
But once again, I'm giving him a pass because when you're coming over from a foreign country to pitch in the States for the first time and you're in Buffalo during a quarantine, I'm giving him a pass for that. I, I his, think his stuff didn't look too. Yeah, too his high stuff here. also didn't look too good. So we'll see what uh, um, we'll see how Shane Yamaguchi does. I, the only thing I want to add is Jake McGee's been good, good everywhere. Not called as long as he's not in Colorado. Yeah, good with Tampa Bay. Good with the. Uh, with the Dodgers, yeah, and hopefully good with the Giants now, and good for one season with the Rockies, and good with one. and and that was it, and then he got paid off that, and then yeah, yeah, um, he was also um, what's I going to say about him? Is there he's we... going to be the closer to start the year, most likely. Really? Oh my god! Yeah, and he's also the first reliever that Farhan has ever signed to a two-year deal. In fact, he was the first pitcher, I believe. Well, Farhan does a good job again. He does a good job of finding these dudes out of nowhere, and they just yeah. send a pitcher. Well, I mean, you look at the. Bullpen here, Whistler is one of those guys. Garcia, he's, under, he's just underrated. Yeah, yeah, he was signed as a free agent. Garcia was a waiver claim. Peralta was a waiver claim. Um, so he's pretty good at finding. Um, which, if you're going to do that, it's easiest to do it with relievers because relievers make one change, all of a sudden Wade Davis is dominant or something like that. Yeah. Right, so. You can only imagine like what he can do with like actual money and actual assets to trade. Which and, he's going to do he... most likely after this year. Yeah, yeah. So that'll so. be fun. Um, Brandon Belt mentioned there, he's not actually going to start the year on the injury list, I don't believe. But one thing that is interesting is him and Longoria, uh, they're supposed to be the opening day corner infield. Now, they, they're in Seattle, so they have a DH. But neither of them have played an inning in the field yet. Belt had Corona, which was then followed by Mono. Longoria's been dealing with a foot issue, I believe. So Um, so that might be something to watch for. Yeah. And then we mentioned, oh, John Brebbia is going to come back and add to that bullpen at some point this summer, too. I think he's interesting. And he also... He's pretty good. He only has three years of service, so he's under club control for three more years. I was a little surprised the Cardinals let him go. He's pretty good. Yeah. He's not bad. He's going to be solid. uh, I mean, yeah. The Cardinals have, I mean, we talked about this in the NL Central podcast, but, like, the Cardinals have, like, absurd amounts of pitching depth. You know, like, they? they can trade away Gomber and let, like, Brebbia just walk, and yet their bullpen is still incredible. I believe in Gallegos. And then they, Reyes is in the bullpen now, and that guy is so talented. Yeah, he's not. Even though be. he's not a starter. He won't be healthy. Um, and then, I mean, it, Jordan Hicks is back. You know, from that from that injury, remember the time uh, he. I mean, well, like, we're we're getting now we're in National League Central talk, but he um he never struck anybody out, which was strange because he sat one on one. But he's I mean, he was still good when he was pitching. Yeah, he's an he's an interesting. And, but they guys. have like a million of those guys. Like I don't know, I, I, I the Cardinals have one of the best bullpen. Um, so if we're talking, if we wrap up by talking about the non baseball things, best ballpark in the bigs as well. <laughs> um. Well, excellent I, garlic I, I, fries. An excellent garlic fries. Uh, true. Best broadcast team in the bigs. I'd probably agree with that. Uh, Kirk and Kipe and your John Miller, Dave Fleming on the radio. Um, and we haven't done this with the other with the other divisions. The like the non baseball the non baseball oh, part of the time, which I like. I like that Rockies. Part. Oh, awful announced team. We didn't do the Rockies. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> awful announced. Oh no, we did mention twenty one thousand people in there. Yeah, we did. We yeah. mentioned that part. Um, and the Giants are probably going to take Corona. Fairly seriously. I, oh, that's another thing. Are they having any fans yeah, to start the year? They are? I'm, tr- oh. I'm hoping to go to start the year. We'll see. It's probably going to be a couple hundred bucks. It might be too expensive. But um, but I'm hoping to go. Um, another thing was that they were really good about coronavirus last year. They had two positive tests at the start of camp, which you can't really... I don't count it because it was people coming in. Yeah. And 
other than that, Billy Hamilton, Yarlene Garcia had it. And um, other than that, they had, they had one positive test during the season that ended up being a false positive, and nobody else got it. So they were – them and the Cubs were, I believe, the two teams that were really good about coronavirus. So that's something. I have one last question. So you really don't think, like, the Donovan Solanos and Alex Dickerson's of the world just got lucky, the fact that it was a 60-game season, they probably would have con- came down to earth anyway? It's – I mean, it's an interesting question because if just a couple of those guys become worse, you have a horrible team. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> – but, I mean, the thing is, they did it in 2019, too. Okay. But I'm just saying, like, what if that's a – what if it's, like, that was too short of a sample size to say that 2019 wasn't just a flash in the pan, you know? I don't know. Like, well, I mean, it, for, the regression candidates, you could argue that's like, a bunch of regression candidates. They've done it across 150 games now. Okay. Solano and Dicker, well, not Dickerson, but he's always had back issues, but Solano for sure. Um, but, yeah, that is a thing. If they – if just a couple of those guys – Aren't, don't hit like they did last year, you could have a tough team. Now, I don't usually... I, I, I've been thinking about a win prediction for them. The la, uh, Both years under Farhan, I have really underestimated them, so I'm trying to jump it up. I believe in 2019, I predicted they win like 64 games and they won 76 or something yeah. like that. <laughs> yeah. And then in a 60-game season, I predicted them to win 21 and they won 29, which is a huge... Huge jump, right? Yeah, yeah. And so I was thinking like 71, 72, but I think I'm going to go with 80. Ooh, 80. 80. Which it sounds like a lot, but but I mean, I ha- I'm i always off on – I've been off on Farhan both years, so I yeah. feel like I need to go higher than I'm comfortable Yeah, you're not with. like a homer who like, oh, my team's going to be great again this year. <laughs> Giants, so. are not, Giants are not making the playoffs this year. Maybe at the end of – maybe next year. Well, well, well I mean, next year they could have a yeah. Playoffs. Next year they'll yeah. have a whole different team too. Like they will have an entirely different squad, as we talked about. So, and yeah. they have some young talented guys. I, I don't know. They have a lot of depth though. Like even if a couple of those guys don't work, they can like plug in Austin. They have Slater. a lot of depth at everywhere but shortstop and catch in a center field. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, you can't have everything. I forgot they have Justin Bohr. Like I mean, we have league, gone over yeah. like the minor leaguers. You should know, like yeah, Patrick Bailey. Um, they still uh, Justin Bohr isn't even on NRI. No, he's, he's, there. A, he's a straight minor leaguer. That's really sad. Yeah, I feel bad for him. Um, he's, he's so good. Not a ton. Will Wilson not Luci- ready yet though. Yeah, no. Him and Luciano maybe a couple hours, or a couple of years away. Ramos is probably up at some point. Yeah, he- what's your take on Lamonte Wade Jr.? Lamont Wade Jr. He and um, he and he was also acquired from the Twins, like Jalen Davis was. Um, he is a guy I believe that they think that they can change. His swing, um, he's also his defense is actually pretty good, but I don't know if I believe that he can change his swing to hit for the power that he has. Now he has hit a couple of runs and they've all been tanks, <laughs> so that's what makes you think he's got that power. Stephen Duggar, um, I really believed in him when he came up. He because he's one of the fastest players in the big leagues, right? Really good defender, and then if he was just like a ninety-five WRC plus guy. You had a good player there, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but then he really fell off with the bat. He Because he struck out, his defense actually got worse too, where he was playing in a corner at times. Um, and so he's probably – he might be a DFA candidate at some point. Just said he should have been the leadoff guy of the future. Jalen Davis – I don't know why they like Jalen Davis. I think he's horrible. He's been really bad. <laughs> but he had a really good year in the minor leagues in 2019, so they believe in him. Um he didn't get much of a shot last year. He only played about five games. So we'll see if he gets another chance. I mean, I think he's another guy where they're invested in him. 
Scott Casimir. Oh, yeah, they got Ka- Scott Casimir. Casimir, who was that. starting Velo, but it's not very good. Rico Garcia, sadly, got Tommy John uh, surgery. Oh, yeah. Tristan Beck might be up uh, this year. I can't. I still can't believe they got an actual top 20 organizational prospect for Mark Melanson. <laughs> Sam Long is an interesting name. Oh. In that he has been one of their... He's kind of jumped into top prospect list for the Giants top 20. And they signed him as a minor league free agent, which doesn't happen a whole lot. He's been nasty during spring training. Um, they have a lot of reliever depth here. I mean, and then Trevor Gott, Dominic Leone. Yeah. I mean, Zach a lot Little, of these guys Rocco, who, Scherfe. A lot of these guys who you don't want pitching big innings, but if you call them up from AAA, it's whatever. Yeah. Sam Selman, by the way, we haven't talked about him. He was really good last year. His breaking balls are – I mean, he's basically death on left-handers. They have so much minor. They have so much depth, roster depth. I mean, we just went through it. The minor yeah. league guys now, and it's it's impressive. Yeah, you know, Farhan knows what he's doing. Yeah, Farhan really does know what he's doing. I mean, they're kind of like the Mets in that way. Not as not quite as not as not quite as impressive as the Mets because like the Mets have the top tier talent with the depth. Yeah, but like they had. I mean, this team's got a crap ton of depth. It's a lot of depth. It's also not great depth, but it's a lot of depth and. That's what makes me optimistic about a year or two. A lot of guys who, you know, are at least interesting, you know, I don't know. And then Joe McCarthy so. for some reason. I don't McCarthy. know what for Hunt season. I, I, Opening day right fielder. He was. Wait. Was he the left fielder or the right fielder? Was, opening day, was he the opening day first baseman? No, it was Dickerson left because I know all the Giants left. The opening day left fielder streak, which is going to reach the 15th straight season <laughs> this year of a different opening day left fielder. <laughs> Just still not as long as the Padres, by the way. Fifteen. Who have years a the Padres, um, who's is probably going to snap this year when Tommy Pham starts again and left. All right. Um, is it Padres season? It's Padres time now. We t- we spent a lot of time with the Giants, but I kind of expected that and I yeah. kind of wanted that at the same time. So uh, now we're moving on to the San Diego Padres, the second best team in baseball, but they are second in this division. <laughs> I mean, I feel terrible for them that they're going to be in a wild card game. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's going to be. The Mets Padres it's, it's like wild a Red Sox. It's like a mid so entertaining. It's like a mid two thousands Red Sox Yankee situation where it's like, all right, these are like two to three of the four best teams in baseball, but the yeah. Red Sox just have to play in the it's wild card super, game because it's, it's going to be them in the wild card game is going to be incredible. Yeah, and they're just they're probably gonna oh they could play like the Mets or something. Oh my god, that's my guess is Padres Mets. That's um that's not fair. While the NL Central gets a team that makes the playoffs on a, makes the divisional series automatically. That's not that's not fair. Nah, I think the Cardinals will be kind of close there. Really? I don't think the Cardinals are half as good as the Mets and Padres, and especially the Padres. Well, this is an NL West podcast, sir. Yeah, well, well let's stick with the we'll, uh, well, <laughs> yeah. We're gonna stick with the Padres. Right, try, right. try to keep us. Last year, uh, they went thirty-seven and twenty-three. Um, they were. Uh, the rising stars of baseball, basically. They were probably the most exciting team in the league, and they got better. They got a lot better. Um, for some reason, I mean, their depth is unbelievable. They brought back Jerks and Profar, who is not going to start for them. <laughs> um, it's unbelievable. Now, is Austin Nola injured to start the year? He must be, because they have... Uh, they have. Um, I didn't hear about this. Fractured finger. Ooh, I didn't hear this. And when does it, he had surgery? Yeah, so he must be out. So, so like Caratini's going to be their catcher start there. I'm not a big Victor Caratini guy. <clears throat> but the rest of that line, I'm not a big Luis Camposano guy either. The rest of that lineup. Yeah, but he's 22 and a top prospect. And the one yeah, time we see him in the major leagues, it was in the Kobe. He might come like, up. Let's, yeah, I'll, let's, give, I'll give him, you're right. Yeah. I'll give him a, a break. The rest of that lineup, I mean, that trade where they got Trent Grisham, they fleeced. 
Milwaukee. <laughs> I didn't think they, I thought it was the other way around. Because they got the two best players in that trade by far. <laughs> Davies and Grisham. And, then Luke, and they gave up Urias, who is horrible, and Eric Lauer, who is horrible. And Trent Grisham had six years of control when they got him. Yeah. And he is an everyday center fielder. Yeah, absolutely. It's insane how well they did I that can't one. believe he's an everyday center fielder because when he first came with Milwaukee, he just looked like a fourth outfielder. Well, he also had that brutal error in the wild yeah, card game. that was I true. thought that was what he was going to be remembered for, and then he was so good this year. Now I remember him for hitting the walk-off home run at Oracle Park. And he's 24 years off old. Off Sam Coonrod. He's 24 years old. I yeah, can't believe it. He's, I mean, what a heist that was. That's an, <laughs> I and thought, and I, that that trade doesn't get talked about. No. Now, if you're the Brewers, a team that doesn't spend a whole lot of money, you can't do something that horrible. I, but I thought they won. I thought the Brewers won the trade. I mean, Originally, I, I was never a new Arias guy. Yeah, but like Arias at least has a much higher ceiling than a guy like Grisham, who I thought was a fourth outfielder. Yeah, that's true. It just um, didn't make any sense, and then it—I it, it, mean, it's a Preller trade. None, of, none of it makes sense until yeah. you see the the final product, Eric and Cosmer, all of a sudden he wins. Eric Cosmer finally raised his launch angle last year. It was so good. Um, I mean that. He's the best in the business. No, he is the best in the business. There's nowhere to hide. Jake Cronenworth is their seventh hitter. <laughs> He's really good. He, yeah, Jake Cronenworth's really good. He had an awesome year last season. They have um, jerks in Profar and Ha Seung Kim, who should be starters off the bench. And <laughs> I give credit to their owner for spending money this offseason. To me, Absolutely. like, you know what? You know what? Let's just sign Ha Seung Kim to play on the bench. And now they're trying to see if Kim can play the outfield. I mean, it's... They're an unbelievable team, and that's not even getting into their pitching depth. I don't think Will Myers is going to be as good as he was last year. Something just landed very hard in the ceiling, and it just that stopped scared the podcast. Me, yeah. It scared everybody. Uh, so if you're wondering if he, if the if the mic didn't pick that up, like something just happened. I don't even know what. But anyway, like I don't. Is Will Myers actually that good though? He murders the Giants. <laughs> He absolutely kills the Giants. I mean, this was a guy that they in wanted. In 2017. They, they've been desperately trying to trade him for years In 2017, year, he had as many home runs hit at what was then AT&T Park as any right-handed hitter on the Giants hit at home that year. Hmm. He played nine games at Oracle Park or AT&T Park in 2017. Had as many home runs at that park as any Giants right-handed hitter did that year. Mm. So in nine times fewer the amount of games. Here's the thing with Myers. Um, since twenty, so from twenty seventeen to twenty nineteen, his wager runs created plus. Given they're overpaying him a and play and b, he's playing he's no a bad defense. Defender, yeah. So it's one hundred seven, one hundred seven, ninety six. So they've been trying to trade this guy for years, and there were rumors that they would ship him to Boston and all this stuff. Like like who like what the money was gonna work out with him, and then last year he had the he had a career high in wager runs created plus at one fifty four. He had fifteen home runs in fifty five games. There's a lot going on up there. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, <laughs> well, I think he might he might be like Hosmer in that they were not good with San Diego. And last year they were amazing. And I think uh, you you get – they also had a pitching – they had a manager change to so get new coaching in there. Jace and, Tingler? Yeah, we saw it with the Giants. Is Jace Tingler actually a good manager? I mean, this is the same guy who wouldn't back up his own player. For I think a he's bat. a good manager. That, was, that Tatis comment was 
absolute trash. That's a horrible <laughs> thing that he did. But um, the rest of it, I think he's fine. Um, but, I mean, we saw with the Giants, you get the new hitting coaches in there, and it's a completely different game. It's amazing. Yeah, maybe. Maybe, yeah. I, I mean, I'm, I'm glad you're bringing up the hitting coach thing because this is something we haven't really talked now, about it also, on the podcast. It, it also could be that maybe their hitting coach didn't even change, and I'm yeah. foolish for that. <laughs> I apologize if... I apologize if he kept Andy Green's hitting uh, we should uh, We should have looked that up beforehand anyway. Um, and we didn't even mention the fact that they have Manny Machado won the five best third baseman in the league. We haven't talked about Machado and Tatis! And Fernando Tatis Jr., who's like one of the ten best players in the league. So there's that. And he's the future of baseball, Fernando Tatis Jr. I mean, he, he's 22 years old, man. Machado and Tatis on the left side for a decade. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> The they Padres, go along with like the Padres are 24 year old Trent Grisham and yeah, yeah yeah the Padres should be a joke yeah so they we, should not be this good yeah we, I talked about this on the podcast and we haven't discussed the rotation which is even better than the lineup yeah and they're not even healthy <laughs> the rotation's not even healthy but I went on the pod their second rotation is better than most teams first rotation yeah we talked about this in the podcast on an earlier episode. We had Dominic, who's like a big Padres fan, who's been covered, who's been following the team his entire life, and I basically asked the question like, how, why all of a sudden they started spending money and making these like Yankees moves, you know? <laughs> and uh, I, I mean, it was all came down to ownership, and he kind of he did a really good job of explaining on the podcast how just things have changed within the organization and Preller's aggressiveness and. Their owner, new ownership, you know, when you get a billionaire in there, things change. And, I mean, it's amazing, you is know? It, is it rotation hours? It's amazing. Let's get to the rotation. I think we've done a pretty good job of going over the lineup. Um, I'm not a Chris Paddock believer, by the way. Yeah, but even then, like, who cares? Their top three is Darvish, Snell, and Musgrove, all guys I like. Yeah, it's pretty good. And uh, you also have Mackenzie Gore probably coming up at some point. Um, this year? I, mean, I guess so. Maybe he's this pitching year. He's big league string training. He's starting games. So. And yeah. Morion is, is, is good. If he's your fifth starter, you're fine. Absolutely. He pitched out of the pen last year. But, yeah. But um, you're definitely good. We'll see. Denelson Lamette probably going to start the year on the IL. Clevenger's out for the year. But um, Lamette was. If you get Lamette back, really good now last you year. have like three top two guys in your rotation with Musgrove. He's like a three. Now, I also believe he was scratched from today's start in spring training. So that's probably because. Now, I don't know this for sure, but I was watching it and Morion was pitching. I know Lamette was supposed to start, so that might be an issue. But, I mean, yeah, that bull, that uh, rotation depth is absurd. The bullpen is also really good. Yeah. And even after losing Kirby Yates. Yeah. Um, I watched Mark Melanson come into a game, and a little girl started crying <laughs> on Sunday. Um, but, yeah. like, I mean, they signed Keone Kella. He's, like, the middle reliever. He's, like... Like, like toward he's the be middle pitching of the really yeah. bad innings for them. Yeah, Pomeranz is, I assume, their closer. He was ever since the giant. The Giants moved into the pen, and he's been and sick it, ever since. It was legit four games, and they were so good that the Brewers gave up Mauricio Dubon for him. That's how good they were. Yeah, it's pretty really much. Good. Yeah, um, Tim Hill is low key kind of nasty. Yeah, from the left side, he's he's quirky lefty. Stammen was not good last year, but. Also, well, he's also thirty-seven, but could just be. But he's the last guy in this ver- he's yeah. in this bullpen, basically. And Pierce Johnson is randomly good. Yeah, he pitched he throws for the Giants. Hard. He throws hard. He pitched for the Giants. He was horrible, and then now all of a sudden he comes back. He can locate his fastball. Yeah, he throws hard. Yeah, his fastball's got some juice. Emilio Pagan, yeah, I don't know. He should be good. He should be good. He's finally. Did you watch this? The, the Rays got rid of him at the right time. 
Yeah, the race did get rid of him. <laughs> he was great in the race. Daniel Tavilla is nasty. Yeah, his stuff is nasty. And it, like they're bringing out Tavilla. And it, it, and we'll it, see. We'll see with Taylor Williams. I'm not a huge Taylor Williams believer, but we'll see. Yeah, and again, a lot of injuries and as well. Injury limit. And Austin Adams is really good when he pitches. Yeah. Uh, Matt Strom is actually not so great when he pitches. Trey Wingenter is fun to watch, although he's Javi Guerra. Javi Guerra, um, from the from the from the from shortstop. He's to... incredible in that he throws ninety nine and it looks like no effort, and he also gets smoked. <laughs> he gets crushed. He's a horrible pitcher, but then he also is the most effortless ninety nine I've ever seen. Yeah, and I I mean it when I say that. I don't think anybody gets more effortless than him. Remember when the Red Sox shipped him off in the uh, that was the the Kimbrel trade, right? The Kimbrel trade, and Margot went the other way as well. And now Marco's a Marco is like a Tampa Bay Rays. Yeah, you know, he's on the Rays. I don't know. I like the. I mean, their rotations now. I mean, Darvish, we barely even talked about, and yeah, he's we uh, haven't talked ace. about. That. He's amazing. Musgrove is a real solid pitcher, and I think a lot of people think that now him leaving Pittsburgh, and there's a lot of potential there for him to be even better than he was. In now Pittsburgh. I'm not a Paddock guy. He's never developed a third pitch. Yeah. And we've seen Kevin Gosman, for example, rarely throws the third pitch, mostly fastball splitter. But Paddock, he also thinks he's a lot better than he is. He tries, and he throws the fastball right down the he middle. He tries so hard much. to blow the fastball up past hitters. He can hit the high pitch. And also, he doesn't. he's not throwing 100, he's throwing 96. Yeah. And so you can hit that, um, which is not like throwing 96 to nothing. And I mean, um, when you have a good bullpen, you can go with Snell, you can hit have Snell only throw his six innings and him being dominant. In I'm six excited innings. to see Snell kind of go long in games, though. I don't. I don't think they should do it. I want to see it. And Darvish is. They'll awesome. try, but like I think that's what stops him from being an ace, right? It's the fact that he can't go past six. Yeah. It's why they took him out in the World Series. I mean, it's... Darvish is awesome. Yeah. Um, he can go he's an ace. games. And... He's 34, which is a little risky, and he's had some injury issues in the past. But like recently. I mean, we've seen enough of him now in the last, what, year and a half that something flipped, right, with the Cubs, and, and all of a sudden he stayed healthy and pitched like an ace. That's so. a three-year deal, too, so that might, yeah. might end well. Um, I saw Craig Stammen RBI single mm-hmm. on Sunday against a former Red Sox prospect, Ty Butchery. Yeah. Uh, I think we covered the Padres. Yeah, we did a pretty good job. Um, Lamette's going to come back at some point for them this year, and that's another ace type. And he is arguably the best slider I've ever seen. Yeah, he's well, got one of the best. It's unbelievable. It, I don't know if it's Sergio Romo level though. So. No, it's not Sergio Romo. I mean, that wasn't. That was a. Um, I was over exaggerating that, but like still, it's one of the best. It's yeah. one of the best. And Clevenger, Clevenger's not even going to be healthy this season, and he's, and he's like a top two pitcher. And we barely mentioned Mackenzie Gore. <laughs> Who can come up? Top, 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 top prospect. Yeah. Yeah, and he can help them out this year. I yeah, mean, yeah. I, that, which is we'll, we'll see. Look at these prospects. I mean, CJ Abrams. He's not ready yet, but like CJ Abrams. He's not ready yet, but like <sighs> still, like CJ Abrams is a top twenty prospect they in baseball. Have and he's there. CJ Abrams. Yeah, I know, and they didn't have to trade him away uh, while they got all those guys. They, they had Patrick Keith Lahan. <laughs> uh, nothing much about him. Yeah, Josh Mears is the hardest hit ball in Statcast this year. <laughs> he does in spring training. <laughs> That's a yeah, good, there's that's Mackenzie a good Gore. Fact. Yeah, there he is. Mackenzie Gore in the NRI. I mean, my yeah. goodness. Yeah. Yeah. Anderson Espinosa, any any uh, know, any faith in him? He's done. <laughs> I will never believe in Anderson Espinosa. He should have been good, but no. Former he's... Red Soccer, Anderson, Anderson Espinosa, another one. Well, you see him on guys. a big league mound once yeah. or twice. Yeah. Just once or twice. 
they don't have a ton of reliever depth, I guess. Like, if they get a couple guys hurt, they don't really have a whole bunch of guys that can plug in and help I guess, there. We're, we're kind of nitpicking. Yeah, I mean, that's a nitpick, though. Yeah, so. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, don't, I still don't think this team's as good as the Dodgers. Like, do you think they're as good as the Dodgers? Let's just go. No, there. they're not. No. We can get to them. Yeah. Let's go. So we're going to. That was, that was going to be my transition oh, um, question to them. By, by the way. Like, are they close? One of the best announced teams in the game. That's true. The great Donner Sillo. The excellent Donner Sillo. <sighs> Is on the broadcast. I'm just gonna sigh, Grant. And pretend you didn't say that, but I mean, <laughs> old Red Sox fans love Don Arcillo. and so oh, he he is awesome, by the way. Um, do we go to the Dodgers? Yeah, I I'm, my transition question was like, are the, is is this team at least close? Nah, you don't think they're close. Have you seen the Dodger rotation? That's true, but like it, David Price is coming out of the bullpen for them. I don't think that's good. He's not actually going to come out of the bullpen. I don't them. think he does either. Then Tony Gonsolin does. Have you seen Tony <laughs> Gonsolin's stats last year? He was really good, yeah. No, I agree with you, but, like, I, I, I can argue that this Padres lineup is at least close, and their rotation when healthy is at least close, and... That when healthy is doing a lot of work. Yeah, that's true. I mean, also, yeah, that's a good point. like, Dustin May is not going to get starts for the Dodgers this year. Yeah, I know. It's insane. Dodgers last year they went Kershaw 43 and is 17. their third best starter. Yeah, Dodgers last year they went 40 Although, they went 43 and 17 um and they looked like it. Yeah, pretty like much. Kevin Lux, I know he's listed there. He's probably not going to get a bat. Who's going to play second base then? It's going to be Chris Taylor. They're going to have Taylor there. Or they... Sounds like a platoon right there. Yeah, that so that, that might be a platoon. Um, I mean that lineup is insane. They even But lost, they lost Pedro they Baez. Lost, they did lose the guy who should have been their closer. They did. Some of the, they lost Kike Hernandez and Jock Peterson. No one cares. Yeah. No one is like, wow, those. They don't have quite as much. I guess you could argue no. that they don't have quite as much lineup Beatty. depth that they but had. Like, look at that bolt. Look at that bench. Matt Beatty and Edwin Rios crush the baseball. That's true. Chris Taylor can play anywhere. That's true. And he's at least a league average hitter. That's fair. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. AJ Pollock was like their fifth outfielder for a while. Now he's finally going to get to start. And I don't even know if he's going to keep starting or not because they might just move Taylor out there. Or they something. might just move Taylor out there yeah. or somebody who's slugging. And they so, lost a little bit of depth. No Jock. No. I mean, no Kike. No Kike. Um, now Red Sox. Yeah, now Red Sox. Like, they, they lost a little bit of depth, but like, let's. I mean, their lineup right now as it stands Mookie Betts, Corey Seeger. Justin Turner, Max Muncie, Will Smith, Cody Bellinger hitting sixth. Yeah. Which I don't think it's going to last, but like no, still. He, he should be ahead of Smith. But that's still not like, that's not absurd because Will Smith's really good. And Max like, Muncie's really good. Gavin Justin Lux, Turner's really good. Gavin Lux, if he was eligible, would be one of the best prospects in baseball. Yeah. And AJ Pollock's hitting seventh. And AJ yeah. Pollock, when he's healthy, is pretty good. Yeah. He's, he's I, not, he's, I mean. That was such an abundance of riches signing when they signed yeah. AJ Pollock. They didn't need an outfielder. <laughs> got AJ Pollock. I mean, that's unbelievable. Yeah, and Rios and Beatty, I keep coming back to them. Rios especially, he crushes. He came out of nowhere and just destroyed the ball last that's year. That's the Dodger system. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. pretty much. Trade for their players, they know what they're doing. Yeah, pretty much. And, then that, and that, Bellinger had a down year last year. Think about that. He had a down year. He also hurt his shoulder celebrating a home run. <laughs> that was in the World Series, though. Yeah, he was, was good in the playoffs. He um, was good in the playoffs. And I mean, like they have the second best player in baseball leading off. They have one of the three best shortstops in the league hitting second, and then 
I mean, Turner, Muncie, and Will Smith, anyone would like those guys in the middle of the order. And then Turner's Cody Bellinger won the, MV- was an M- won the MVP not too long ago. Turner is never going to age. It's amazing. Yeah, he's 36. I and... hate saying good things about the Dodgers, but I have to. Yeah, they're incredible. I mean, I like, they don't have a hole in this lineup. Like, AJ Pollock, I guess. But, like, even he has shown signs of really good play for them. Yeah. Um, their offense was, like, weirdly not as great as it should have been last year. But, like, I don't know. Give them 162 games, and what, what's it going to look like now? Like, And they won the World Series anyway. It didn't matter. Yeah, those guys are – and they won 43 out of 60 games. It didn't matter. It didn't matter. They didn't even hit up the potential. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, and then that rotation. Now, I don't think Urias should be a starter. He can't stay healthy. But you have Kershaw. Now, Bauer, he doesn't really follow up his good years with good years. So we'll see how he does. But he's a luxury for them. Like he he's also, like he also can't use that uh that sticky stuff that he loved using last year that he pretends he doesn't use. Um, you're not as out of him as as Nick is though. So I don't think you are. I don't know. Oh, actually, you are. Never mind. Never no, mind. he. I, I mean, back. do you remember how bad he was in 2019? He Especially was, after he got traded to the Reds. His, his FIP has and actually been steadier all than of you a think. Sudden, all of a sudden, his spin rates... Outside of last year, his FIP has actually been pretty consistent. His spin rates rose. Well, I'm not. I'm, I'm just not a Bauer believer. It is the Dodgers, though, so maybe I should be. I think David Price is going to be really good with the Dodgers. We, we haven't t- we haven't talked about the fact that you you and Trevor Bauer have like an actual beef on the internet. Well, I mean, it was also it was years ago. It was three and a half years. Yeah, ago. but it still happened, and it happened. It happened, he's, and I mean, he's you know, just, I mean, and he like got mad at you, but he, I mean, he, that it's very. Cons- I'm just saying it's consistent yeah, to him. He's just silly. We'll say that he's not their number two pitcher. Urias shouldn't be starting. He should be a reliever. Um, because he can't stay healthy. But he's still incredible. He's, he's a great really pitcher, though. Now. He's a great pitcher. Also was suspended. Uh, Dodgers haven't really shown, which is weird because they traded for they called off the trade for Oldest Chapman, but then they also haven't shown that they care a whole lot about character guys. I mean, they signed Bauer. They keep Urias after he's suspended for domestic violence. They bring back Turner after he tried to infect his teammates with coronavirus. Um, well, they didn't care. Well, that, yeah, for whatever reason, yeah, they don't no care about care. that. So they seem like they don't really care about the character guys. Um, Dustin, I would put Tony Gonsolin in the rotation. I think he is better, better than, than Price. Uh, no, better than Urias. Really? Because Urias won't stay healthy. But Urias as a pitcher is better. Urias as a Just pitcher is better, as a pitcher. He's not. he's never going to be healthy. Gonsolin, I believe, can be like a big inning guy. At least he's more than an inning. May is another guy like Jordan Hicks, who we talked about earlier. He doesn't get strikeouts. Gets a lot of ground balls. He doesn't get a lot. He's also twenty three, and his stuff is disgusting. We'll see see how he goes. They might maybe do a six man rotation at some point. They should. They should. Why not go six man? Victor Gonzalez is really good out of the pen, by the way. Yeah. Um. Just to finish up the rotation, I mean Kershaw. He's thirty three. He's done a lot of innings. You could argue he could take another step take a like a half step back this season but that hasn't really been the case and we talked about Bauer, Bauer nauseum. I mean Bueller's incredible um he yeah. always pitch, pitches better in the playoffs it feels like you know I don't know for the most part for the most part and then Urias like they having him in that like long closer role that they put him in that, last year in the playoffs a lot, yeah. that was perfect you know but he throw those last three innings and it was just amazing and then they haven't even had Price yet because he opted out of last season. Now they add David Price. I think he's going to be really good for them, too. And they're not, like, relying on any of these guys, even though some of them are injury-prone, like we've talked about. Now, like, Kenley, think about that. I, I kind of think Kenley's done. Um, but the rest of that bullpen, I believe in Trinan. I think that 2019 was just a down year for him. 
Knievel, I'm actually I'm really interested to see. Knievel yeah, that was a good with trade with the Dodgers. Because I like if that. He, if he's good, he just pumps that fastball past guys. Yeah. Um, so I'm really Victor Gonzalez was good. They're gonna miss Pedro Bay. <laughs> I don't think they'll miss Pedro Bay. I much. think they will. He's good. I'm all, I don't think they'll well, actually miss the him, but he's good. Him. He's good. Jimmy Nelson is another guy who they've had him for a couple of years. He's never played. I'm interested to watch him because he gets a lot. Of, he throws really I think hard. he's in there because of the other guys who are hurt yeah. at the moment. We haven't even mentioned Brewster Gratterall. And, I mean, Joe Kelly's hurt, and he's been really good for them. Yeah. Um, Brewster Gratterall. I mean, Canley, whenever Ferguson, they get him back. Ferguson like, fell off a lot. Gratterall's fun to watch. Um, I don't think Dennis Santana's very good. I don't think Scott Alexander is very good. But, no, uh, they're not really relying on those guys too, too they're, much. They're, they're not relying on but them like, a lot. Kenley, that's a concern because he's probably got to be closer, and he is not so good anymore because he can't just blow guys away with the cutter. If I think, I guess, if he had one weakness with this team, would be that right? Yeah, the bullpen is always kind of in the weakness, but they're also but they have so the, many the starters. Thing is, is that it doesn't matter. They're really good at finding guys and turning them into good, like Victor Gonzalez, for example. Yeah, like, who is not on anybody's radar now is really good. They're really good at that, but then they also seem to blow games when it matters most. Yeah. Like, do you trust Scott Alexander in a big moment? No, but, like, last year they were, they had so much pitching depth that they were able to piece it together, like the Julio Arias yeah. thing. Yeah, so they, it didn't even matter. Yeah, so that's... And then now you add Bauer to that. That's good. I I still like Tommy Canley, by the way. And I, I do, think, too. I, think that I he, love I him, think actually. That he could I think be, he's I, really I good. I think that he could be good with the Dodgers. He was the Yankees' best reliever in 2017. He just um, needs to stay healthy. Like the yeah. health thing is a problem. He's really fun to watch. But like Brewster, Brewster's another awesome reliever. Another hard thrower doesn't get strikeouts. But he's an awesome. He's a so we'll He see. was very good for the last. He was pretty good for the last year from my memory. Was he also didn't get strikeouts? The playoffs. He, they pitched him in some pretty big spots. Yeah, in the playoffs he and he came up big. He's yeah. also definitely a reliever. He's not. A yeah, 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 yeah. Um, That's a whole nother thing. But, but I'm interested to see. How he Joe Kelly's that. been really good for them, and he's kind of he has some shoulder soreness right now, but he'll probably be fine for the regular season like uh i don't believe in him Ooh, can i break a basketball trade real quick okay oh here? basketball news uh the, breaking on the this podcast this is a massive trade whoa okay the Detroit pistons are trading guard delon wright to the sacramento kings for guard Corey joseph and two second round picks that's not that's not a massive that is, trade i don't think the nba is gonna be the same oh uh, <laughs> going back to uh going back to baseball uh yeah they're the best team in baseball yeah, they are. Um, do we do we want to go through that depth a little bit? Uh, yeah, like I, I'm kind of curious now to see the depth after some the of the guys Kiefer that they Ruiz lost. Kyper Ruiz is really good. Yeah, Kyper Ruiz is the third catcher. <laughs> He's their number two prospect. He's their, third their prospect catcher. depth has actually come down a little bit because of guys graduated and a couple but of trades. Still, it's the, it's but still, still. Um, I'm not a Matt Davidson. Player. Not a lot of NRI here. Not a lot. Zach McKinstry of... is good. Really? Tell, yeah, he can tell play. me more. Right. Infielder, you can hit. Interesting. Michael Bush. Sheldon Noisy, I thought was an interesting pickup for them. They picked. Yeah, they got him they in got the trade. They got him in the trade from uh, Oakland. Now, the Kolarik trade. Oh, yeah, the Kolarik trade. The Kolarik really, went the really other way. Kolarik. And I and I again, they're, I, I like that ease bullpen. They're really year. gonna miss Dylan Floro, who they sent to Miami. Um. They didn't go crazy the re- on the, the rest of these guys are kind of... They, they didn't... Like, DJ Peters, who no one's ever heard of. Like, He's Andy not. Pages? Anybody? I don't know who that is. Andy? Josiah uh, Gray, they want to believe in because they got him. I mean, that was another trade in Cincinnati where they gave up Puig and Wood and Kemp, who were all horrible in Cincinnati. 
and they got two prospects out of it, Gray and uh, who's the shortstop they sent to the Red Sox? Um, Downs, who is... Yeah, Jeter Downs, yeah. Who is good, who they traded for Mookie Betts. Yeah. Oh, and they might kick him in any Romero. Yeah. Oh, my God. Brandon Morrow. I forgot about him. Yeah, and he's, he's going to probably back. help him out. He's, he could help them out he this year. He helped him a lot in 2017, so yeah. if he's actually healthy, he never helped the Cubs. Yeah. Um, yeah. If he's actually James healthy, Pezos? James, no. James Pezos is... Um, I've, I, he's had some moments. I've seen him pitch yeah, well he's, sometimes. Yeah, he's had a couple of he moments. He was horrible in Colorado. But yeah, he was horrible in Colorado. So, um, but, like, Mike, I can't believe they picked up Mike Kickham. What, Mike what, Kickham, what? who randomly started striking guys out in Boston at some point. <laughs> But he um, was also horrible in Boston. Was, I mean, he was he was the worst Giants pitcher maybe I've ever seen. Yeah, and, he was and uh, they don't have a ton of depth. They they got a couple of relievers here. Brandon Morrow is, I guess, the one interesting name who isn't on. They don't have a lot of minor league depth. Roster. So when your big league depth is that good, you don't need minor league depth. And they have guys who are hurt. You know, like yeah. get those guys healthy, and, and now then, then you've got some minor league depth. Coming. Yeah, because now Dennis Santana's in AAA. You know, like he can come up and yeah, yeah. So yeah, he's whatever. Exactly. Alrighty, yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, uh, I mean, well, that was yeah, it was a Ooh, fun an NLS and broadcast. Um, about an hour and a half. Talked a lot about the Giants. Um, uh, uh, so your order for the NLS is pretty much the same as mine. Facts: Rockies are gonna be the worst in the Diamondbacks, then the Giants, then the Padres, and then the Dodgers win the division. Padres, Mets as your wild card game. Alrighty, um, you heard you heard it here first. Uh, right. Uh, thanks so much for hopping onto the pod, man. Uh, this is really of fun. Of course, my friend. I'm so glad I finally made it on the Cookie Chronicles. We're definitely going to have you on again. It'll probably be virtual, but... Well, I, well I'll be coming in live from Palo Alto, California. Yeah, most likely. All right. Thanks so much. Of course. Thank you all so much for listening to episode 30 of the Cookie Chronicles podcast. Don't forget to follow, subscribe, and spread the word about the show. Until next time, thanks for listening.